The other midnight ride. Lonesome dove. Winning with a bikini. Have some respect. Books, songs, podcasts, movies, and the worst possible outcome for Joe Exotic. All on this episode of Awesome Today. Awesome Today is a daily list of things which we find somewhat or completely awesome that are somehow affiliated with today's date. It is the awesome things we've been introduced to, discovered, or rediscovered. This show is barely edited and sometimes offensive. Enjoy the banter and have an awesome today. Would you? Hi. Hello, welcome to Awesome Today. (laughs) That got aggressive. I feel like it's an aggressive show. It is. It's aggressively awesome and aggressively today. Don't question it. (laughs) It's true. It's good. No questions asked. It's a good, awesome, aggressive today. That's a great tagline. Awesome today. No questions asked. You have to say it like through your gritted teeth. Yeah. No questions asked. Maybe shaking an angry fist. Something. Yes. Yes. That's right. Right on. Today is, according to people who are watching this, listening to this, June 3rd, 2020. Yep. That's right. All right. Should we go right in or do you have any preamble and announcement? I don't think so. No okay. preamble. Let's Perfect. do it. Okay. June 3rd, 1781. Oh, that's taking us back a minute. It's back a bit. Jack Jewett begins his midnight ride. Ask the question. You're thinking it. I'm thinking, wasn't the midnight rider famously Paul Revere? Indeed. Sort of. Okay. Because Jack Jewett is actually referenced as the Paul Revere of the South. (laughs) He was writing to warn Jefferson, who had just finished a legislative term, whatever, that the British were on the way to arrest him. Yeah, okay. So that's, uh, there's more than one Paul Revere on this horse. Something. I don't think they rode the same horse at the same time, or even just the same horse. Yeah, because now that I think about it, wasn't Paul Revere in the Boston-ish area? Yes. Not Austin. Yes. Not the South. Not Austin. Good call. Boston. We're killing it. Okay, good. Woo, 1781. 1781. Moving ahead, June 3rd. Okay. 1889. Oh. Mm. We have the first long-distance electric power transmission line in the United States. Okay. It is 14 miles long. It runs from Willamette Falls, which is a a generation facility there. Um, You know, waterfalls generating power, that type stuff. And it ran to downtown Portland, Oregon. Hmm. 1889. What else do well, you know about 1889? Every Oklahoman. This is why my ears perked up. Every Oklahoman. Everyone. Daisy, off camera. What happened in Oklahoma, 1889? You Boom. failed. You, you failed lost Oklahoma your family history. card. I know you got an A in it. You have to give it back. Yep. You. I'll talk to your teachers tomorrow. <laughs> She's blushing. She doesn't <laughs> like to fail. Uh, the Oklahoma land run. That's right. Do you remember that? Boomers and Sooners. Alive, 89ers. No, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Go back to your computing. You failed. We failed. Go back to TikToking. Life is a failure. <laughs> it's the land run, for crying out loud. We're one of the few states in the nation that had to be given away in a race. <laughs> Same year. So, yeah. we And we weren't a state until 1904. 
four seven nineteen oh seven. So yeah, before we were even a state, yes, this country had power transmission lines and electricity running. Yep, All maybe right. maybe even to a baseball stadium if you watched yesterday's episode. I mean, I'm still thinking about that. Okay, I'm still thinking about like a a big bunch of torches and crap, like their first <laughs> efforts that weren't electricity. This doesn't work. It ended poorly. And yeah. It was hot, too. Yeah. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Okay. June 3rd, we're moving ahead now. We're into the 20th century. Okay. June 3rd, 1936. And this one's special to me. It, this is near and dear to your heart. One of the most talented modern writers in the Western genre was born in Wichita, Wichita? Wichita Falls, Texas, no profanity intended. His name, Larry McMurtry. And his most successful novel, it was set in the late 19th century during the days of the open range cattle industry. It is, if nothing else, the story of two aging Texas rangers. The name of it is... Lonesome Dove. Okay. You've seen it. You may not remember, but you've seen it. Sure. The movie. The movie. I've not read the book. The books are fantastic. This is, I'm not a book rereader, but I've probably read Lonesome Dove book, and it's not a small book. It's a big book. Lots of words. A lot of pages. It's a big book. I've read it no less than four times. I knew that this was going to be so important to you. Yeah. You love Larry McMurtry. The movie, too, is great. It really is. They picked the best, the perfect people yeah. for, for the roles. You ought to go look it up and watch it. Um, here's an interesting thing. Mm -hmm. You feel about Western novels. Nope. No, Larry McMurtry novels? Nope. What? Just the one. Really? Yeah, I've right. read a few of these others. I didn't care for them nearly as much. Didn't you go through a whole Western novel phase when you were a I did. kid? I did. Were you reading Once and Dub over and over, or you, did you... I read Louis L'Amour. Oh, I'm thinking of Louis L'Amour. Yeah, different okay. guy. He'll be awesome on another today. You did love those. And you know mm -hmm. what? I had a stereotype about those novels before I met you. I thought they were just the sort of boy's version of a Harlequin romance. No, not at all. I just thought they were just kind of, not really trashy, but just sort of fluff. But then, as it turns out, you, you've told me through the years a number of things that you know about mm -hmm. this era in time of the sort of, like, Wild West, um, Western, mm -hmm. Westward expansion. And I'll be like, how did you know that? And you're like, yeah, well, we're more novels. Yeah, not to, not to steal Larry's thunder here, yeah. but Louis did a great job of researching, you know, authentically right. how, how travel yes. worked, what problems you ran into with your horse and... Yeah, how to fix a problem here and there, the kind of kind of things that were just part of daily life. And he didn't he didn't present it in such a fashion as though he was instructing you. He just yes. mentioned it as though you were there with the character participating in the task. Right. So all of that to say, I had to walk back my opinion about the novel, uh, the Western novel genre, because mm -hmm. I didn't give them very much credit. But I'm a, and I'm a here's where I'm a giant loser is because I have a book and haven't read it yet by a modern-day 
writer who's a dear friend of mine. Oh, right. Who, who writes Western things, and I do plan on reading that at some point. A member of our parish. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's a good dude. Yeah, okay. All right, well, I would like to tell you that on June 3rd in 1946, the first bikini it's displayed in Paris. Now, this doesn't make clear if it was displayed on a body or on a mannequin in a shop window. Maybe both. I don't know. All I know is it was a great day in history. <laughs> yes. Would you believe that I have never in my whole entire life, 42 years, almost 43, I've never worn a bikini? I would believe that because at the age that you would have worn one, yeah, it would have been you would have been excommunicated from your religious sect. Right. We, yeah, there's a lot to say there. Yeah. Um, yes, it would have not been seen as appropriate in that culture that we were in at the time. Right. So anyway, 1946 is how long the bikini has been around. So there's that. Hopefully it never goes away. <laughs> <laughs> okay. June 3rd, 1964, the Rolling Stones begin their first U.S. tour. Now, here's a fascinating thing to me about the Rolling Stones. Mm -hmm. I went through a phase late high school where I enjoyed them quite a bit, particularly the song Shattered comes to mind. Yes. And I remember it explicitly because I had it on cassette tape. Of course. Was listening to it on Somehow, I guess I just rewound it and played it, rewound it and played it over and over. As we did. And was doing so when I got pulled over and got a ticket. (laughs) You were like trying to, where's that rewind button? Oh, no. Oh, no. Flashing lights in the rear view. Small town cops will get you. They don't like that Mick Jagger fella. (laughs) Okay, June 3rd. This this one I I feel obligated to include. Um, I've never been a, a huge follower of the space race or space exploration or anything space mm-hmm. other than get out of my personal space. <laughs> That's the main space That's you're about it. interested in. Yes. Right? Uh-huh. But June 3rd, 1965, Ed White or rank and full name, Edward something white, the yeah. second Ed White, the second, he opened the hatch of Gemini four. Air quotes, stepped out and became the first American astronaut to walk in space. Okay. Which I feel like they could use better terminology. You don't walk in space, you float. And he wasn't on the moon, he was in okay. space. Thank but, you for clarifying. But he did it, and so it's awesome. I've, I've not done it. It's awesome. Do you think they named the Gemini, and this was the Gemini 4? Yes. Because of what month this happened in? Well... I don't think they would have had any way of knowing for sure when the launch date was going to be. Probably not. Probably not. But I did want to work into the conversation. But you're a Gemini. Yes, I didn't get to mention yesterday. We're in the month of Gemini's. Myself. um, Sort of awesome. And I blew it. At the very beginning. Here we are beginning the episode right now to say 10 days away from our anniversary. Yes. And... uh, 13 days away from Megan's birthday, Uh 14 days away from Nico's birthday. Yes. You did. That was good. That was good. I feel like I need to black out now. How many years have you been married? Getting ready to be 22. That's right. I straight up guessed right there. I'll promise 
you know, did I it. straight up guessed right there. But well, I felt I kind of knew. So I was going to try to work in. Yes, the month of the Gemini. I'm a Gemini. Sort of awesome alumni. Large Moon is a Gemini. Of course, now we have a Nico Gemini. All the Gemini's. Geminis, Gemini's are squirrely. We did you just list four Gemini's? <laughs> <laughs> We're squirrely. We celebrate the fact that we are, we're weird. And when we find each other, we really, we, we feel that Gemini connection. Oh, the so. Secret Gemini handshake. You only use four fingers. <laughs> yep. Perfect. You, you have revealed our secret to the world. I hope you're happy. Always. Okay. Well, moving right along through the sixties, we're spending a lot of time in the sixties. A lot of cool things in the sixties. That's right. So June 3rd, 1967, Aretha Franklin, Ms. Aretha Franklin song, respect reaches number one. R E S P E C T. Find out what it means to me. Sock it to me. That's right. (laughs) One of the great, great songs of American music and certainly 20th century American music. I mean, that is a timeless classic for a reason. So, indeed, reach number one on June 3rd of 1967. Well, the very next year, June 3rd, 1968, Valerie Solanas, I'm guessing is how you would pronounce her last name. She is the founder of SCUM, S-C-U-M, which stands for Society of Cutting Up Men. Oh. Yeah. Still a thing. You can find the manifesto online. It's still a thing? Still a thing. She shot Andy Warhol. What? Yep. He lived, of course. And then as they went to prosecute, it was decided that she had schizophrenia and I believe served only three years for this crime. And if I recall, shot... Shot three times. I don't know if she hit him all three times. So maybe it was like one year, one year per bullet. I don't know. Wow. I was, I mean, today I learned that Andy Warhol had an assassination attempt on his life. I had no idea. I've never heard that story ever. That explains some of his weird art. Or maybe his weird art explains the assassination attempt. I don't know. It's, it's interesting art. I'm not against it. Just throwing words around. It's the endless cycle of art. Yeah, does and words. Does art inspire life or does life inspire art? Ooh. Or violence. Yeah, we need a whole another podcast to figure that out. That's fair. Okay. Moving ahead, June 3rd, 1970. And I, I kind of like this one. So, the song Lola by the Kinks. Mm-hmm. Lola. And I'll never sing again. Love that song. Um, it's a good song. It's a good earwormy song. Yeah. Well... Ray Davies of the Kinks had to travel on this day, round trip, New York, London, to change one word in that song. He had to change Coca-Cola to Cherry-Cola because the BBC had a ban on commercial references in songs. Really? Wouldn't it be nice if we had that in television now? Yeah, can you even imagine? No. Um, I didn't realize, so Coca-Cola is the commercial reference, but Cherry Cola, which is a thing, isn't it? Well, Coca-Cola has Cherry Cola, but it's Cherry Coca-Cola. Okay. So, yeah, they just had to So Cherry Cola, you could drink a Cherry Cola that is not exclusively a Cherry Coca-Cola. Are you forgetting your good friend Shasta? (laughs) Who could forget Shasta? (laughs) I love Shasta. I hated it. It's terrible. It's, yeah, it's pretty bad. The okay. can tasted better than the drink. <laughs> that seems right. June okay. 3rd, 1976, Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody goes gold, as it should. And we have a huge Queen fan in the house sitting 10 oh, to 12 camera. feet away from me right now, waving and smiling. 
She doesn't know when the land run was, but she knows all the words to Bohemian Rhapsody. And that's a fact. That's right. <laughs> and then I think perfect and beautiful here. June 3rd, 1987. Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure. And you're thinking, wait, that was before 87. And you're right. In 87, it was released in France, which is, in fact, a long way from where his bicycle was, which we, of course, know was in the basement of the Alamo. Yes, the basement of the Alamo. Yep. That is such a great movie. Yes, it is. It's terrible, but it's good. Um, What is Pee Wee Herman's real name? I don't know. I don't remember. He's been on an episode of Conan Needs a Friend, though. Yes. Good episode. Paul Rubens. Paul Rubens. Thank you. I don't even know. I just remembered somebody's name. I, I know. Like I need to lay down and... <laughs> <laughs> You're done for the day. Yeah. I'm going to put you to bed. Um, that Paul Rubens episode on Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend is excellent. It's excellent. It's it is. a good way to spend an hour. We missed... Uh, nope, never mind. There was another kerfuffle today in the research where I picked the wrong date again. This is going to be <laughs> the constant vein, but we'll have another Conan reference tomorrow. Okay, okay, okay. All right, well, June 3rd, 1988... Um, I want you to think about your own life. Were you born in 1988? Were you already alive? I wasn't, Some of you I wasn't born in 1988. I was alive for over a decade at that point. I mean, had you been born, some of our superstars have not been born yet. Okay. But for those of us who were fully formed children, maybe some of us were young adults. This was the premiere of the Tom Hanks movie, Big. Outstanding movie. I love the gigantic piano keyboard scene. That's epic right yeah. there. I mean, it's really a, a classic movie. Classic Tom Hanks just being as Tom Hanks Hanksiest in Big. Yep. It's always worth a rewatch. Plus, you got all the awesomeness of 80s going on. The, oh. The professionals in their 80s suits yes. and haircuts and the, douchiness. The shoulder pads on the ladies' yeah. suits. The permed yeah. hair. Yeah. And the trampoline in his apartment. It's amazing. Yes. I want that. Of course. Yeah. So that was in 88. Okay. Um, June 3rd, 2019. Okay. Well, we skipped ahead in time. We skipped a chunk. There were a few others, but they weren't that awesome. Okay. Jay-Z is recognized by Forbes magazine as the world's first billionaire rapper. I knew the guy was successful. I had no idea he was a billionaire. Yeah. That is a lot of cash. It's pretty impressive. It is. It's pretty impressive. All right. Now, bringing us up to extremely recent history, June 3rd, 2019, so last year, mm -hmm. Apple announced that it is shutting down iTunes and replacing it with three different apps. Yeah. Now, doesn't it seem like usually you would want to condense and like, okay, we have these three different products. We're going to put it together. That's yes. not what they did. No, here's the thing. When Steve Jobs passed away, yeah. I think they, well, the, and I can't remember the fellow's name immediately, his immediate successor. Um, but he was an engineer, mm -hmm. not a salesman, yeah. not a, visionary of salesmen, mm -hmm. which is what Jobs was. Yeah. And yeah, so he looked, I'm, this is me guessing. He looked at issues and problems as well as who competitors were in what spaces. Yeah. And it made sense from an engineering perspective to break it into multiple pieces. Yeah. Though he may be one of the few engineers in the world that owns an Apple phone instead of a whatever 
garbage out there that you can program yourself and mm-hmm. look, I made it myself. Yes. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it feels right for the current leadership. It doesn't make sense from, no, you have to make things for idiot ten thumbed people that don't know how to work the fancy technologies. Right. They made it harder. I mean, the biggest impact it had on my life and the the lives of other podcasters is we had to retrain ourselves from saying you can find it in I uh, your podcast on right. iTunes and now to Apple Podcasts. There are podcasters who to this day still say iTunes. Well, and what you should say is to make it easy for everyone, mm-hmm. you can find this podcast in what used to be iTunes. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that makes it easier. They'll figure it out. All right, I've been, I buried this one. You have. I've buried this one. I've been surprised. saving it. Okay. And I will throw out a disclaimer, and I'm, I'm turning the teleprompter so Meg can't cheat and look at it. This actually happened on the 2nd is when this news hit out. It is right now the top trending thing on Google. Okay. And it is and will forever be remembered June 2nd, June 3rd is when we find out really the news is spreading and everybody's like, what? But here it is. An Oklahoma federal judge has handed over ownership of Greater Winniewood Exotic Animal Park. This is Joe Exotic's park. Yes. Do you know who he gave it to? Um... I can't remember any other name. Carol Baskin! What? 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 Are you serious? I'm serious. How could he... Does he hate Joe? What is he thinking? Do we need Carol in Oklahoma? No. Oh, my gosh. What? As soon as you said an Oklahoma federal judge, I got nervous. Yeah. ain't nothing good following that. You never... Yeah, you never know what's coming there. Oh, my gosh. People are going to freak out. Our whole state story just got worse. There will be a new land run in next week's episodes. <laughs> Bless it. Oh, man, it just hurts. You know Joe is just like, somebody let me borrow a shoestring to hang myself. <laughs> now, wait, where is he? In, is he in state prison or is he in... No, he would... I don't think. I think he has to be federal. Okay, so... Because this is putting a hit out on somebody that's a federal. Yeah, and across state lines and all of his okay. his trafficking of cubs and things. Once you cross the state line, You're, you become federal. Now you could also have yeah. other charges mm-hmm. and things, but no, that was federal. And this is why this is a federal Oklahoma federal judge. Okay, that's done oh this. Gosh. Yeah, man, that is a real bombshell. I've just I hurt in my heart knowing this. Yeah. Now I want to, I can't say it on air, but I, I want to take up Joe's cause against Carol Baskin. It's terrible. Oh, I could ignore her when she didn't own property just down the road. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It's Ugh. horrible. Well, that was not the news I was expecting. But it's today. awesomely horrible. Now we got devices blowing up in the background. That's your We're device. done anyway. That means we better We're done it. anyway. We're done. Have an awesome today. Awesome Would you? Please do. All right, bye. Paul Revere's Midnight Ride was in 1775. Jack Jowett's Midnight Ride was in 1781. They weren't both on Paul's horse, and certainly not at the same time. You made it awkward. 